Tishmas, everyone, and welcome to the Tishmas special of EastEnders <laughs> Weekly Podcast. Yay, season's greetings. Happy Hanukkah. I forget. Happy Tishmas. Happy Tishmas, obviously. That's all there is. Oh, they're, they're, the That's only, all we're they're the official holidays. We're celebrating the week of Tish. Mm. Um, so, yes, very exciting. We had five episodes this week. Six Lots episodes. of content. Six? Well, if you make the hour long, it's oh, a yeah. double episode. Lots of content. Six episodes. It, I did feel insulted when it started off and there was no Sharon on the first episode <laughs> of Tishmas Week. But it's fine. She uh, did appear. She more than made up the uh, <laughs> the lack of Sharon at the beginning of the week. She did. So yeah, we are here to talk about the Christmas week of EastEnders, the big, big week of the year, mm. um, which is obviously between the 23rd and 27th of December. Yes. Big, big week. My name is Alex, by the way. Yes. Hello. Hello, and I believe you're Ben. Yeah, that's correct. Mitchell, like Ben Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I'm Alex, as in Alex the market stall. <laughs> the one that Ronnie slept with. Yeah, yeah. The one from Poland, was he? I forget now. Yeah, he had a wife, didn't he? He had good Secret hair. Wife. I remember he had good hair. Mm. And he always wore that long coat that seemed to like <laughs> drift behind him as he walked. Like a pa- <laughs> Yes. Anyway, it's been, it's a, it's a big, it's a big, it's not only been a big week for EastEnders, it's been quite a big week for us as well. Mm-hmm. We have. We teased an announcement for the past few weeks. Mm. Are we ready? Time. Are we ready? Are we ready to reveal? Mm. We're doing like a half reveal, a half launch. Well, it's, this is a soft launch, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna slowly, as the weeks progress, up until our hundredth episode, have the full launch. So. Mm. Here Just we go. Get everyone ready, really, isn't it? So, any eager or keen people may have noticed that our Facebook and our YouTube channel has changed today, and a new name has appeared. It uh, now says Wolford Weekly. Yes, and a new logo. And a new logo. That's because, as of Wednesday the 15th of January, our podcast will be the Wolford Weekly Podcast. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a complete name change, a complete overhaul. Um, well, it's Richie Scott did. got in touch. She's not happy with us. We'll change the name. <laughs> She's just not happy with us at all. We're getting a wrist slap left, right and centre. So we thought episode 100, good excuse. Yeah, a bit of a celebration. Let's, why not celebrate by just changing our identity? <laughs> <laughs> so this is the timeline, just so you guys can keep up to date with us. So the name change will officially happen on Wednesday, the 15th of January, when we will be releasing our annual review of the year, where we'll talk about 2019 of EastEnders. Mm-hmm. So with just, our reveals from our envelopes we packed yes. away last year. So this again, this is a tease our for that as well. We did predictions last year, so see how accurate Ben and I are. I can't remember anything that I predicted, so it would be really interesting mm, to see I can remember some of mine, but not a lot. Indeed. So if you're subscribed to us on a podcast app, you will notice that on the 15th of January, when the podcast downloads automatically onto your device, it will show Wolford Weekly, not EastEnders Weekly. Mm. Similar, but not the same. Yes, similar, but not copywritten. But we're still here. (laughs) (laughs) Then um, our first full episode of Wolford Weekly will be our 100th episode which is on the 19th of January. Um, Again, if you want to give us a shout out, send us an audio clip. We've asked for you to send some audio clips to us. Yeah, we've got some Mm -hmm. lined up. Send them to us. Say how you found us, if you enjoy the show, what you enjoy about the show. Make it about 30 seconds and we promise we'll try to put it into the show on our 100th episode on the 19th of January. Then our Twitter and Instagram will also be updated on the 19th of January. So from the that big one. So from that day our Twitter and Instagram will have a whole new identity, a whole new everything. So Yeah, so people can't throw us abuse by going at EastEnders Week anymore. Yeah. Because we won't see it. <laughs> we'll be like, who's that? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Now, not only are we changing our identity with our social media, we've also and this is launched today, have a website. 
So if you type into your little URL, <laughs> www.wolfordweekly.com, and there's a whole website with news, reviews, our podcasts. Yeah, all our features in a little place. All our features. And I believe there's a special feature for Christmas, Ben. Yeah, we've got a weekly quiz. Mm. Libby Fox's degree of excellence has been upgraded from a game on the podcast to an actual segment on the website Mm -hmm. so there'll be a new quiz every week and the first one is a quiz of the year it is again we didn't steal this from metro (laughs) Metro... one of the questions is the same as the metro quiz i was so annoyed so if you did well on metro quiz you might do well on that (laughs) with at least one of the questions it's just very difficult but their one question is the same Mm. but we've we had we've done it weeks ago yeah, we, we've been... So I didn't copy anything. This has been happening in the background for about two and a half months. And um, I would just like to put a shout out quickly to at the Quality Dan, who has really helped us out big time with getting this all organised and mm. sorted out. So thank Wolford you. Wolford Central, he runs. Uh, yeah, so at Quality Dan, Wolford Central, find him on Twitter and follow them because they're they're good guys and uh, they've they helped us out big time with this. As I said, this has been bubbling along in the background for the last two yeah. months. So that's the news. My new name is Wolford Weekly. Mm-hmm. to get used to it yeah so get <laughs> you move on and to get you used to it to go into our next section we're going to use a little t- jingle from Wolford Weekly oh how lively more of that on our 100th episode <laughs> <laughs> that's right um so we're going to start talking about Whitney Leo Callum and Ben the continuation of the end of Balaam mm. where he's gone off Callum has yeah he's, he's... don't really know where he's gone do we did say did he or did he say well he said he was going to see old army mates but i didn't believe uh, him because that's, that's what he said to Stuart. but then when ben asked him he was like i don't know i'm just gonna go and find myself <laughs> basically what i think callum's doing he's come out recently went mm. in straight into a relationship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're gonna have ho callum <laughs> yes we are grind that must be it mustn't it don't you think yeah he's off to he's off to some haunt and just gonna go for it screw around let's just say <laughs> But I mean, I can't blame Callum. He has he did go from a wedding to serious relationship. No, so absolutely. He needs to let his find his inner queer and yeah, go wild. But he just needs to learn what he likes, what he wants. Because Ben's <laughs> just one man. Exactly. There's plenty of men in in the one uh... position for Ben. Well, we don't. <laughs> what, what position do you think he is in, though? I see Ben as being a very versatile That's lover. That's true. Yeah, mm. he is all over the place. Kathy would know. She just listen in, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> she just makes breakfast for them the next morning so we had like callum leaving and i'm guessing he's on like a short break now but i'm not mad at him it, it seems fair he's out of the mitchells for christmas which is probably good mm. and um well it's probably best that he's out of the way of the mitchells altogether especially the way things are or have gone over christmas for mm. the mitchells and i think the less callum knows the better which is why ben had broken up with him because it's his way of protecting him as he said last week and yeah in a weird way yeah. Well, not really in a weird way, because he just sees Callum as being, you know, not strong enough to survive the Mitchell manor. <laughs> Although Callum has shown a, a quite a violent side to that this week himself. When he I know, his arch nemesis, Leo, Leo he mm. attacked him in the street. It really made me laugh when Jack was, was just walking by and he was like, oh, better arrest you. Yeah, 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 with police chum. <laughs> and he was only, and he was talking about Callum at that time too. He was yeah. like, oh yeah, Callum is a good guy. Oh, oh hang on. And then he's just beating up Leo mm, in the street. Which is understandable. Um, it is understandable. Whitney feels upset that like Leo doesn't seem to be getting his comeuppance for essentially kidnapping her and trying to <laughs> force a confession out of and her. And nearly kill, like, tried to kill her as well. well. Did he really try to kill her? Well, he though? was going to. He wouldn't let her out of the hotel. Yeah, but was he going to kill her? I don't think he was going to kill her. No, he just wanted to force a confession. I mm. think 
torture might have been involved at some point. <laughs> yin and yang. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really impressed with how they've done the Whitney and Callum relationship. Like, mm. how they're, like, friends. Like, we, we did say this months ago, we wanted her to be, like, his gay friend. And yeah. Fag hag and stuff. And that's exactly what they are. Yeah, they're, really and like they're it. protecting each other, too. And it goes to show that the, the speech that Callum made way back when it got found out that he had, you know, him and Ben and he was gay, you know, he said he does love Whitney. Mm. It's just that, you know, not in that way. Her. And yeah, and so he does. He wants to look after her still. And I think she feels the same way. So she comforted him over Ben and he reciprocated it by comforting her and defending Leo, uh, Whitney against leo mm. but whitney's just whitney's fine she's got a rape alarm now she can, she showed <laughs> that pink. off I know. <laughs> which store do you reckon was selling that on the market maggie's do you reckon maggie yeah. maggie sex maggie sex store yeah i think so mm. sex store slash flower store mm. but i mean leo's still doing his like weird stalker thing he's like he's still there he's not going no but he's been he's been threatened by more than one <laughs> member of wolford now well, he was great as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he said he said to him he's like no matter what you say to me you're not going to get rid of me so stop trying because mm, gray's such a good guy well, you, well i know it's it's almost popcorn and kettle isn't it, it is for funny, gray to yeah. kind of defend a woman's honor in that way but then we know he beat up that guy didn't he uh in the nightclub when mm. he was upset by the way the guy was treating a woman. So it's funny how he kind of can't see... He thinks he's bettering himself, but he isn't. But can't see it outside yeah, of it's himself. Odd, it's it? really odd that he looks that way. But basically, he just wants Leo to... They want to find an excuse to fire Leo because they don't want him working for him anymore. Yeah, but they found an excuse because he'd been he'd been arrested and mm. and essentially charged, but not... not you know, yeah, one month notice, further. I think, he gave him. Yeah, yeah. So he's not working there anymore. So, but I mean... Leo, Leo almost, are you kind of, Leo's being a bit admirable with the sense that he's admitting he's wrong and his fault and has now said to Whitney that, you know, our, our only fault or crime that, that I couldn't recognise is that we both loved Tony and we both believed everything Tony was saying and we've both been manipulated by him. Mm. Now we've both realised that we were both, we're, we're wrong. I, I took a little longer than you did. Why can't we now still be together? And so it's it's weird. I think he's, you know, he still loves Whitney, but is it is it that he's still... Is he pursuing Whitney because he does love her? Or is he pursuing Whitney because he still wants to learn more about his dad? No, I don't know. I don't trust... I still don't trust him. I don't mm. trust that he loves her, like, really properly. Not like Callum loves her. Well, <laughs> um, Callum's his, kind, though, his, isn't he? Yeah, his, like, version of love is very warped. And, like, he is stalking her almost. I'm getting mm. flashbacks of Michelle from two years ago with the stalker. What, the tube? Yeah, the bleeding nose man. Because <laughs> um, he's sort of like appearing everywhere and he's not really getting the hint and he doesn't think what he's doing is creepy. He thinks it's relatively normal and kind of coming from a good place but mm. really it's not but, so but i think he's desperately trying to fix what he'd done to whitney you think he is though or is he still plotting revenge i just don't trust him I, no i think he is trying to f- i think he is trying to fix what he's done for whitney but i don't know his why he's doing it like is it because he genuinely loves her or is it because they've got that connection about her them being you know, mm. almost like to his only link to his dad. Maybe. Exactly, and so he wants to learn more through Whitney about his dad because that's essentially his problem. He's just never known enough to, mm. you know, kind of put that that because yeah, he could have never been in his life, could he, Tony? No, he wasn't. He went. He went he to must prison. Have been in prison, pretty much. Presumably, when his mum was pregnant, pregnant yeah. yeah, with him. So, but he's 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 here for a long time. 
He's in for the long game, so you know it's a, it's a year-long storyline. So we've got we got we 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 just got to have to wait and see what's going to happen with it. But I like it. I quite like that. I like that they've done the impactful part of the story. It's been found out because we were both very doubtful that you know why are they letting us know that he's Tony's son so quickly and it's silly because Bianca knew. So we we wondered how they were going to stretch out for a year. Mm. But now we're obviously going to see what's he doing to Whitney. Is he manipulating her still? Or is there some kind of connection that he yeah. wants to? build on because he's got that lawyer background he's kind of he's clever enough to never do anything which is going to give him a restraining order well that's the thing isn't it yeah anything like that Mm. so he knows exactly how to go right up to the line Mm. but never quite crossing it and that'd be interesting as well to see the the fight where perhaps you know gray and callum and whitney are all going to try to push Leo to try to cross that line, mm. but he will never be pushed far enough. Because he's always he's almost got that power now as well over Callum. Not only does he have that weird video of him, but now if he does want to press charges, Callum's like police career is over. Mm. So that that's kind of on the line at the moment. Mm. We don't know if Callum's going to pursue that or not. And that's the thing. So he can continue to kind of just push Callum away and warn him to stay away from protecting Whitney. Mm. Time will tell. Right, so we're going to talk about Chantel and Grey now, which was kind of like added on at the end of the week. I didn't expect it to turn up in Christmas week and it was there. Yeah, it was a surprise, but um, it didn't feel out of place for me. Mm. I thought it kind of added to the miserable <laughs> square. But then that's I love it. I, that's what I want from EastEnders over Christmas. I want to I want to feel down with my Baileys in one hand <laughs> and yeah, my mince pie in the other. Yeah, it was all, obviously every time Chantel and Grey have a, thing going on it's always ends in horror and this mm. obviously was no exception the funny thing is is that for the last weeks building up to this we've been saying how it's really odd how Chantel seems to have the power and the hold over grey and we believe that grey is trying to better himself and making himself better but he something clicked in him again this week and he's gone back to the way that mm. we see saw him at the beginning and that's this very dominant powerful and quite threatening man towards mm. Chantel and like sneaky as well Mm, and yeah. apparently Karen's ordained, is she? Apparently, <laughs> you can just do it online now. Does she, do you think she did it that day when Grey texted her? Well, I'm, I, I do, I'm guessing that it's not a proper vow renewal. I mean, what is a vow renewal? That's really? true. Yeah, let's don't. be honest. It's not legal thing, is it? He's got Karen to do it just for yeah, fun. You can just get someone to print out like some some notes off the internet, and anyone can do it. Because mm, obviously, it all fell through at the beginning of the week, and Chantel kind of was like, "Oh, thank God." I'll just put this off a bit. And obviously then that's when Grey was like, oh no, I, they kind of like, Karen kept telling both of them what they were both thinking. Yeah. So they were like trying the to be sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> but every time they're trying to do something sneaky, she would then tell the other person. Mm. Um, so he ended up getting her to do the whole thing and surprise it on her. Cause he's going on about having a baby again as well. well. Yes. Again, this is something he's pushing for. And I think perhaps that's where his frustrations lie because he keeps asking her and she keeps saying yes, but not really meaning it. Mm. And so perhaps she's not trying as hard as maybe he wants to be trying <laughs> I'm trying to put it in a very clean way, but you know mm. what I'm saying. Like they're, they're perhaps not trying. She'd, she'd rather often. do the dishes rather yeah. than go upstairs with him. But she'd rather go out for a meal and then have a bottle of wine, mm. while he'd rather, yeah, go and toss around in the sheets for <laughs> ten, fifteen minutes. I don't know. How, I don't know if he's got the stamina. Oh, I think he has. He did that ten k, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's true. He ran it. Mitch drove it. What does that tell you about Mitch? Yeah, but I mean, speaking of Mitch, he looked like he's kind of noticing now. Mm. Um, cause he was obviously down on Grey all week anyway. And Karen was like, oh, you just don't like him. Just get over it. But like at, during the wedding thing, when Chantel did that weird thing where she was like, I can't, I, I can't, I, I can't, 
believe how brilliant you are. Yeah. I was like, for God's sake. <laughs> that was like something out of like a rom-com. But um, Mitch was like looking at her and noticing that she was visibly mm, Uncomfortable and mm. upset by the whole scenario. I mean, she didn't know. Chantelle was quite happy that the vows had been cancelled. The venue had cancelled. Mm. Then they phoned her and said it was all okay, actually. And they could have the vow renewal. And then Grey finds out that Chantelle had turn them down by Karen as you say Karen was a right sneaky wasn't she she was telling everyone little bit tidbits about one another it was like oh tell you tell your secret tell your secret and um yeah it's I think Gray's obviously getting a bit wound up and frustrated by Chantel's lack of commitment where he feels as though he's putting more effort in than what she is he's pushing the blame on her isn't he what he's just pushing I'm trying I'm doing you don't you everything I say you take wrong I'm doing therapy, I'm doing this, and you're not doing anything for me. Mm, well, you, you won't have a baby. <laughs> but did you notice he also said that he was he, she, that she was hurting him? So it, he was almost, I don't know, he was almost mm, turning the blackmail around, yeah. wasn't he? He's like, you know, I've, I know I've hurt you. I'm, I'm apologising for it. I feel, I've, you know, I'm taking therapy. I'm trying to better myself. Why are you now hurting me and taking none of the blame, taking none of the burden for it? And so his way of giving her the blame is by, again, becoming a bit more forceful. Because the way he, he kind of forced her upstairs, didn't mm, he? No, he, he held did, her by the yeah. wrist and was pulling her up the stairs. You mm. know, We've seen him do that before, though. Because mm. um, last time he did that, that's when she came downstairs and she had the bruises on her ribs. And the nurse asked her and she said, oh, my partner's... Um, gets experimental during sex and stuff yeah and it's like oh so yeah and he's booked a honeymoon as well so she's got tenerife. A, week, a week of it tenerife, tenerife. is yeah. that where you take that's what you said tenerife oh it's a bit cheap for gray mm. i mean it was a last minute booking yeah i'll just put it to the caribbean oh you something. can't just hop on a caribbean plane can you might need a visa don't if you you're a solicitor you can <laughs> i'm the law <laughs> let me on did you notice this week also that jack had given gray a filthy look when he walked into the cafe oh yeah i noticed that mm. so jack's still being very suspicious of gray not quite he's a policeman trusting <laughs> he is investigator sorry yeah well, I, d- I did wonder about that but i guess it's because of that weird nightclub thing i guess i know but you think he would have moved on because <laughs> well, you would wouldn't you because he's meant to be investigating i mean i don't know what crimes are happening on, on albert square but this week jack would just basically did his own private, yeah, private investigation yeah he might as well so <laughs> but, um, yeah, I did find that odd. Maybe it's to do with the whole Leo thing, and I don't know. Yeah, but it's funny how Leo has been connected to Grey. Maybe that's another reason why Grey was being a bit, you know, you need to leave because he didn't like that Leo is being associated by him, mm. and by association, down his, um, it's making Grey look. Yeah, it's making Grey look bad again. Yeah, maybe. I mean, she's got a whole week now where she can't escape. No kids, no Karen, because Karen kept walking in right at the right time as well this week. Yeah, and the relief in Chantel. Every mm. time, oh my goodness, every time there's a scene where Chantel is in a difficult situation and Karen walks in or one of her family walks in, the relief that you feel just because she's she's safe again. Safe, yeah. Oh, it's awful. Mm. I mean, I was nearly ready for someone to find out now on this storyline. Like, I'm about ready now for her to confide in someone or something to go to the next level because there's only so many times we can see her like sheepish in the house and stuff mm. so i am ready now for it to just someone like whitney or someone to find out i yeah. mean there was that friendship with whitney wasn't mm. there um again which is the bond with her and leo maybe it will come out when whitney might confide with her about leo and yeah they'll both confide about yeah their yeah and Chantel will say oh I, I know what that's like being stalked or something like that mm. funny how um gray also met uh, <laughs> met um Chantel by practically kind of abusing her in the beginning by splashing her with his mm. car <laughs> that's how um <laughs> a jack, power trip that's how jack met ronnie isn't it and they splashed with a car oh, there you go. she had a go at him 
Yeah. On yeah. his first ever episode. So there's more similarities between Jack and Grey. Yeah. Jack, and, yeah. dirty look in a minute. Maybe that's why the dirty look. <laughs> I remember him, he's a young me. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, we're going to go on to our festive Christmas game, because if you didn't know, it is Tishmas week. It is. I wonder why you're wearing that red and white fluffy hat <laughs> on your head. Um, so we're going to do a little Christmas game, and then we'll be back with the big old Shiani storyline. <laughs> Seeing as we're doing the festive episode, I thought it would be appropriate that we made a festive game to go along with it. Ooh, exciting. That's right. Does Christmas involve... isn't dead yet. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Christmas is alive for another week. It is. So do you want to know the title of the game? Of course. The brand new game. It is called Slater Secret Santa. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> so I don't know if this game will work, but we'll find out, won't we? I've <laughs> got a, 10 characters okay. who Cat Slater has got Christmas presents for. Right. But she's forgotten who she bought them for. So you have to remind her. Oh, I see. I have to match the present with the character. That's right. Gosh, Kat's being very generous this year. <laughs> yeah, well, that's before her house got taken away. I was about away, to say, considering she was being thrown out of her house <laughs> less, well, only a few days ago, she's now buying presents for the whole square. That's right. Very kind of her. So I'm going to give you the item, the mm. present, and you have to think, who would Kat or who would you buy that present for on EastEnders? Be, be cat. Think of a mind of cat. That's right. So are you ready to begin with the first present and try and match it up to who it is? Yeah. Can I just ask, is, is there going to be characters who are have died or is it just only current characters? No, current characters are alive, obviously. Okay. I don't, you, don't say obviously. Can't buy a present for someone who's you, dead. You do this every time. You say, oh no, it's, it's someone who's in the show and then it's someone who's not been in the show for months or years or down the line. And you're like, <laughs> of course it's not that. Yeah, well, I mean, for example then, if mm. I said big hooped earrings... It would be a character who's died, Pat yes. Butcher. So that's a little example, but that's obviously not <laughs> going to be on there. But that's the type of thing. Okay, but the character is very much alive and still in the show. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Join so in the... at home. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you can guess as well. So the first present Cat has got is musical tickets. Who would you buy them for? Musical tickets. Um, there's only one character who I know is quite a fan of the musical. Right. Um, maybe not so f- flouncy about it now, but I reckon that's Ben Mitchell. That's correct. That must be who it's for. What musical is it? It's just a voucher to go to whichever <laughs> one he wants. <laughs> but you're the, a West End voucher. Yeah, with Lexi. You're, you're a fan of musicals, aren't you, Ben? <laughs> no. God, no. <laughs> um, so that's good. So Ben's got his present. So that's nice. View. Good, I'm glad. He deserves it for his mm. charitable work this year. <laughs> right. The second one is a book of knitting patterns. Knitting patterns. Hmm. Um, can't think of anyone. Oh, I, I reckon. Well, not that she needs it, but was it Kathy? Yes, that's right. Yes. Always need a new pattern. Well, she uses that machine. Doesn't it? <laughs> machine. <laughs> she, it does it. Does the work for her? That's true. Right. The next one is a Gretna Thunberg book. Gretna Thun. Yeah. The, the Gretna, environmental. Gretna. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the environmentalist. Yes, the child star. The time. Time, time of our world. No, no, no. Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Yeah, her. <laughs> she might be the time of your world, Ben. <laughs> uh, so an environmentalist. Oh, that's going to be our Bailey. Yeah, Bailey Baker. Collecting her plastic bottles. That's Bailey correct. Baker, yeah. That's right. She's so thoughtful. Who, Cat? Cat, yeah. She really is. Right. A 24-pack of Walker's crisps. Other brands are available. <laughs> um, Walker's. What flavour? Is flavour specific? Just a 24-pack of mix. Oh, a mix. Is, it, is it the festive mix where so it has the pigs and blankets and the Brussels sprout flavour? Yeah, probably. Maybe. Mm, yum, yum. Um, <laughs> but it can't be, just to narrow it down because of food, it can't be dotty because Walker's Crisps aren't vegan. Right. That's the only one. <laughs> so that's one out. Uh, Walker's Crisps. Who would like crisps? 
Oh, it's going to be so obvious when you say it. Oh, I don't really know. Are they skipping? Do they get their present? Do they get their present if I don't know? Because no. oh. Kat doesn't know to give it to. I'm going to have to press you for time. Okay, There's the limit. I, I Pass. Pass. Okay. Do you want me to tell you now or do you want to come back to your wrong answers later? Uh, I'm assuming there's going to be more than one. <laughs> I'm doing we'll right. come back to them at the end. Come back to right. It. So we've got some hair ties or hair crun- um, scrunchies. Um, I've seen that's getting tough. That could be anyone. Could <laughs> it... someone who likes having their hair tied up? Oh, okay. I'm gonna say now you said that someone likes a quite a high knot, quite a high. Mm. Yeah, there's a few ponytail. people. Is there a name for it, isn't there? A high ponytail. Yeah. You just so shrug your shoulders. A bun. A bun. That's not a bun. Hair bun. No, it's not a bun. Okay. It's, it's a ponytail, but it's really high up. It's like on the centre oh, of their Oh, right. Didn't say it was head. a ponytail, did I? I just said their hair ties all scrunchies. But anyway. Well, I'm going to say, say, okay, right, fine. I'm going to say that is uh, Tiffany. Tiff. No, that's incorrect. <sighs> oh, dear. Right, we've got some protein powder up next. Well, then that's going to be our Kush. Kush Kazemi. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah. She wants to keep his um, muscles firm. Yeah, well, he needs to <laughs> trim off those... Uh, turkey extras and oh, he's yeah, keep fit for his potatoes. cat you think he should be a bit more thoughtful than that though our cat she know. gave him away carmel did away she gave the cat away didn't she when she went to dubai no cat oh his girlfriend <laughs> i thought you meant his mum's cat no <laughs> no has cat bought a present of a cat the cat no <laughs> no i'm saying i'm saying cat would bought, bought something more oh, thoughtful right, yes, not course. the not the cat <laughs> oh god right um loaf of bread vouchers <laughs> what She's got some vouchers so someone can buy lots of loads of bread. <laughs> oh, God, you're really scraping the barrel of ideas now, aren't no, you? No, not when you know who it's for. Loaf of bread. Um, I don't know. Janet? <laughs> no, nope, that's wrong. We'll come back to that. Okay. Lots of people not getting presents. Right. She has bought someone a biro pen. Oh, <laughs> where most people would use it to write, <laughs> there's always a character that can use it for medical reasons. That's true. And that is Sonia Fowler. That's right. She's getting her present. Right, we have... She got a present on Boxing Day from Martin. I know. Wink. Very lucky. <laughs> Everyone's getting a bit of Martin, aren't they? Right. He's sharing love, <laughs> literally. <laughs> this photo is a framed photo of Louise. Oh, a framed photo of Louise. Mm. Um, it seems obvious it was Keanu, but I don't think it is Keanu. No. Of Louise. Oh, uh, Lisa. 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 No, nope, that's wrong. Right, the last one, and then I'll go through your many wrong answers. Four? Only four? Yeah, well, at the moment. Right, so who <laughs> has Kat bought a drone for? Uh, Dennis. Yes, that's correct. Denny. It's a new what? drone. Does he need a new drone? Well, the other one's gone missing since last summer, so... Maybe... Last seen during the football storyline, if we remember that, with Mick. Was it this football storyline? I thought it was when... Yeah, he was flying across and filming football, wasn't he? I don't know. Uh... Right, so do you want to go back and see who you got incorrect and who's not getting presents okay well can i get guess then so crisps yeah 24 pack of crisps crisps 24 pack of crisps you've already tried to guess so you can't guess again because the time's running no out. i didn't not with crisps oh, for God's sake. crisps i think was <laughs> you obviously don't know i do know no, no you've you lost think. the point no nope. i want to no it's over too late it was for jags i was gonna say jags well tough <laughs> oh. that's quite obvious really well that could have been anything that could have been the bread as well <laughs> no the bread will be explained okay um, hair ties was for Karen Taylor. Oh, that was a She loose. likes to have her hair tied oh, up all that the time. One. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't well. accept that one. It's a good present. Right, the vouchers for loaves of bread was for Keegan, because he's got a bread sandwich business. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, okay, I'll take that one. <laughs> Fair enough. And framed photo of Louise was bought for Louise, because she loves of herself. Of course, she loves herself. That was a trick. <laughs> mm, very sneaky. Cat was being a bit bitchy on that one, I feel. 
<laughs> really? Six out of ten? Yeah. Mm, okay, but a lot of people are going empty this Christmas. Well, I'm sure Jags can go without his crisps for a little while. <laughs> Louise doesn't. Louise got bigger problems on her mind mm. than a photo she's got of those herself. Photos of herself anyway. She's got a mirror in her room. That's all she needs to do is stand in front of that and stare at herself. She'll be fine with that. Well, there you go. That was your one and only edition of Slater Secret Santa. So I hope you enjoyed it because that's the only one there is. Until next year. Oh, yeah, we'll do one next year. Why not? <laughs> the contradiction in terms. Right, so we're on to the main meal now. <laughs> the, the, the full roast. Yeah, the roast potatoes and turkey. All and... the trimmings. Because <laughs> um, it all finally came out after a year and a half. This storyline's been going now. Yeah, real, real big story, mm. isn't it? I mean, the reveal, it was kind of a weird way to reveal it when Phil worked it out in the end. I mean, he... <laughs> Phil accused everyone, anyone and everyone. Mm-hmm. Who... Even Max, who they know Sharon hates. Yeah, Max, um, Jack, Push. Ian. <laughs> Ian was even in the uh, firing line yeah. at one point. Although Ben was like, come on, Dad. Don't... <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> but it was like, every time Phil came up with a, an idea, Ben was like, no, it's not. And then one time Ben then left the party and wasn't there and it was Keanu mm. because, well, I'm not spoiling anything by saying it's Keanu it was Keanu and Ben wasn't there to kind of temper his temper no, his uh, he did like side tackle him when Phil finally worked it out and he's about to that was amazing oh him. I loved that as soon as he said yeah as soon because he basically it was all down to two things one that it got released that he did personal training session with Sharon yeah because Louise worked it out first when Phil and Ben asked her in the cafe mm. but she said to them no I don't remember anything from last summer but mm. she did she because she was blackmailing them both, wasn't she, at the time? Well, she wanted it, yeah, and she wanted to mine the information herself before mm. she wanted to confirm it with Phil. Um, so, in a way, it was quite admirable of Louise. She didn't just go, normally Louise's way of doing things is just be like, no, yeah, and yeah. just kind of just bulldoze into an idea. No, Louise was good this week. Really good, actually. I really loved Tilly Keeper, and she played this is louise we wanted a, a mitchell not a spoiled brat we wanted a calculated yeah, cold ronnie. mitchell yeah ronnie or a roxy mm. can can fight for herself not and, sam yeah and isn't dependent on you know her dad but she's able to work it out for herself take it calm cool and then with her brother was able to fight <laughs> and murder and murder yeah <laughs> i found it interesting that obviously she brought up the personal training sessions which i thought was really good yes because that was such a funny thing from last last year when sharon made her listen to that oh <laughs> Oh, Keanu, you're working me hard. Oh, down there. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'm dripping. (laughs) Um, So that was really good. But I thought it was weird that the the weird storyline about them going to a hotel and there were Santas who were too hot to be dressed as Santas. Like, both of them said that, Keanu and Sharon. Yeah, it was a summer stag do. So they Mm. must have gone to a hotel and had a... off screen, which is weird. This is the mad thing, because it was referencing something that never happened. And Mm. that's what we did as well. We looked back in the catalogue, we had a look, and we couldn't find it anywhere. No, it didn't happen. And it's like, there's so much happened. Like, they could have maybe said something about the pink handcuff incident or something. Yeah. Or like... But then there were no witnesses to that, I guess. So it's not something you would openly... Phil could have found the handcuffs, and Sharon could have gone like, ooh, I haven't seen them in years. And then Keanu might see them and be like, ooh, I used them once on a girl or something like that. I don't mm. know, something that we could have related to because this thing in the hotel. I mean, it, it was fine. It was a good reveal. Mm. It was a way of It's just a shame it, it was an off screen thing. Yeah, it was, it's, it's a shame it was something we couldn't relate to as well because if it had been, then. But then this is it, isn't it? It's retrospective. It's unfortunate you can't. It's a shame that they couldn't, they didn't at the time know that this was the way it was going to be revealed because mm. presumably it was never a thought in the writer's minds a year no, ago. Different this, producer. Yeah, exactly. This would be a, this is how the 
story would end. So it is a shame in that respect, but it tied it together. It worked. And, mm. and it was a big enough <gasps> moment. And as you said, then when Phil... I, I loved that. When Phil got up and... His eye could, twitched yeah, as well. Yeah, and you could see him storming and you just saw Ben rugby tackle him <laughs> out the door. And he goes like, right, we know this is true now. Let's just calmly work out what we're going to do next. Mm, and do it without getting our hands dirty. Mm. And obviously that was Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day feels like grand plan of he told Kathy, oh, dinner's cancelled. So can everyone come to the bills? Obviously, he didn't tell Sharon that. So the house, the Mitchell house was just him and Sharon. Mm. And she was like being Miss Housewife. Like she has been all week, <laughs> like doing everything. Perfect Christmas dinner, setting the table. And then um, yeah, he just outright said it. And there was a really good scene. It was about mm. like eight minutes long, the scene of just Sharon and Phil like and having it out. one take, you said as well. Yeah, they did. They did it in one go. Steve McFadden is a one-take wonder, isn't he? And Tish. <laughs> Good performance by Tish. I mean, you're right, but it's just that Steve McFadden's one scenes with Ben as well, mm. one-take scenes, he's cheap. really knocking them out cheap. <laughs> Saves on the footage. Saving him money. He just wants to get out early because he's got pantomime rehearsals. <laughs> Um, it was a really nice scene and Sharon didn't like collapse in a heap she mm-hmm. stood there and was like okay you know I'm going to tell you exactly why I did it yeah and she, she she said she felt loved and sexy not like a carer for some old man I know so she didn't mm. really she didn't really soften it either to him she just mm. said it outright you she know. did say only once which of course isn't true no, that is a lie they were like raisins in the summer <laughs> she was going at it so often it was just endless wasn't it <laughs> But, um, but, you know, she doesn't need to give him all the details. But it was good. And she threw back, like, you were horrible to me. You just went missing. You, mm. I had the, your illness to deal with, caring for you. She didn't bring up the Denise baby thing, which is a shame. Um, I thought that was a bit of... Because she could have easily thrown that in his face yeah. and shut him up. Yeah. But then again, he 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 did it when he was not of right... Not that makes it okay, but he did it when he was not of right mind. Or Sharon... She could have been drunk. Although, to be fair, she probably had had a few drinks. <laughs> She had had a few drinks, perhaps, but, but you know, not not to the extent that Phil was. Phil was paralytic when he drank, with, and so was Denise when they slept together. So neither of them really knew mm. what they were kind of... It's amazing for me that he got it up at all, to be honest with you, <laughs> that he was able to achieve the goal. That's true, yeah. But, um, you know, when Sharon did it, she she was knowingly she was getting doing. involved with it. Yeah, so she... Although Phil has been guilty of it, it, it wasn't... And, and, and it was just once with Phil. It wasn't a calculated, you know, an affair... Mm. It was a one-off, That's while true. with Sharon it was a full-blown affair with Keanu. <laughs> one we loved, one we enjoyed immensely. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> but one we may never see mm. again. I mean, at the same time this was going on, we had Louise confront Keanu about it, and um, like she found out that Lisa knew the whole time. Mm. She kind of was angry at her and just asked her to get out of the house. But and... Lisa lied as well. It's, it's funny how everyone kind of just changes the truth slightly whenever... Make them a bit better. Make them look a bit better, but also at the fear that Phil might might just kind of rein himself in a little bit if they didn't give him the mm. full truth. So, you know, Lisa said, um, oh, yeah, I knew that the baby wasn't yours, but I didn't know who who the baby's is. Mm. And I was taking that to the grave. And it's like, no, you do know. You Lisa know didn't Keanu. know. Lisa did know it was Keanu's. Yeah, not at the time, not when Mel, Mel never told her that. Yeah, but she knew when she was confronted this week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Phil, again, Phil doesn't need to. Phil, Phil doesn't, Phil's angry enough. The person who's in the safest place is Mel, let's be honest. She is. <laughs> Over all of yeah, this. Yeah. But, I mean, Louise played quite a game because she sort of said to him, you know, Keanu, you're the father of my baby. Um, my dad is going to go mental and kill you. We both need to go. Mm. And, um, yeah, they were both deciding to pack off together. Off to Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> the villa. Yeah, that villa that Mel bought. Mm. But then you got the, the, like, twist of the episode, I suppose, when Louise suddenly turned to him and was like, no, don't cross the Mitchell. Oh, that was... Oh, my God. That was 
just oh just chills i tell you mm. chills again this was just a great louise moment um which you just don't i think actually cleverly because louise has been portrayed as such a shallow character all these years mm. this week came when, out of the blue but yeah this week when she became a for for lack of a better term a mitchell it was just it just the impact of it was just mm. hit you hard because yeah, even though you weren't expecting it it still didn't feel like like a character assassination it felt like louise probably could do that oh yeah did. oh god she could 100 percent do that mm. I, that did not it didn't it didn't surprise me but it, it hit me and and yeah perfect loved it loved but we it. don't know if she's doing like a double double bluff here but see this is we've it we've got loads of unanswered questions week about gate. the second half <laughs> <laughs> the second half of christmas day which is going to be revealed next week in a mm. flashback episode yeah, which is going to be absolutely amazing mm. i'm sure of it it will mm. um but there's loads of little things like lisa disappeared for the rest of the day when she went out the room like where did when, lisa go yeah when her and when keanu and louise were trying to run away why wasn't lisa there trying mm. to you know help them or you know hinder them that's strange mm. linda disappeared and obviously linda's been acting weird mm. so there's loads of things like we don't know exactly what martin's done because ben has said to martin i'll get rid of your van that is part of a sit and run if you kill this <laughs> kill this person who happens to be keanu yeah. and there's like a recording of the there's murder. a video of it and again you we didn't see what ben saw in that video so you know but but it seemed quite clear cut that that's the only thing it, well, <laughs> the video yeah they obviously they cut away when martin i guess where did he shoot him in the chest or the head i don't know but they cut away but ben was watching it and thought and went like oh you killed him yeah, like, so he must have seen it on the video but then how was it how was it Put a, did he shoot over his shoulder and like just move the camera enough so it looked like he'd been shot? It's very risky, isn't it? It's a it's a risky game to play. Did I do they like... do Photoshop, <laughs> like put some <laughs> special effects. Did he use iMovie? <laughs> Any of the above? I mean, it. I did love the perspective that I, obviously Martin, as we know now, loves his video games. As in 1991, he got his first Nintendo Game Boy, even though oh, Uncle, yeah. Uncle, Uncle Pete, Pete took his Tetris game. And Arthur. Forty three. <laughs> Forty-two, and poor, uh, Martin. poor Martin. But 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 he obviously played a lot of Doom in the mid nineties as well because that that point of view he has. Well, you know why he did that? Because he's been caught on camera stealing the cards a few months ago. He's thought, no, I'm not getting, I'm not showing myself on camera this time. So he just showed the just barrel of the gun. gun. But he was using it, wasn't he, against Ben? He said, no, I'm keeping this video in this mobile phone, and mm. if you should shop me to the police, then I'm going to use this as evidence. But I don't quite know how that's evidence well, that's against him. We don't quite know what Ben said to louise the plans changed which mm. we thought meant that martin said yes but then ben and louise don't want to tell phil that it's martin doing it no so there's something here that's not obviously we're going to be shown in the flashback but there's something there which either louise or ben is doubling up on some sort mm. of lie and also there's something also linda involvement i mean we'll talk about mm. linda's story main story later but we should bring up and she that... went missing she was last seen outside where the van was where the van was yeah and and she had blood on her shoe when she was found on boxing mm. day so and every time anyone mentions keanu she like nearly breaks down mm, mm, so yeah that, there's obviously loads going on but we don't we don't have the answers i'm afraid we, we can don't. Only speculate but there must be either louise's double double crossing and making phil believe keanu is dead so she can escape with keanu and know that phil won't be looking for them or ben has maybe doesn't want to kill keanu no because i think no i think ben i think ben is i think ben thinks he's he has been killed 
because mm, he because saw the, the mobile phone footage mm. so there's so he's seen he's seen what he believes is the the last moment of keanu laying on the ground dead mm. but louise hasn't seen that nor has she been privy to it and she's not been involved in that part but she made it very clear when she was being questioned by jack this week that um to her dad that you know you don't i'm not a weak link here so again is that her way of saying like you know i've kind of outwitted my own, my own dad yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm thinking I'm the, we need to talk about the uh, elephant in the room what's that well we've had lots of people message us saying that louise winked oh yeah louise karen. winked at karen giving and, the ring back yeah and was it a deliberate wink mm. so is karen in on it is she a winker it would, because they, karen well karen went missing from the vic when sharon came in yeah. karen went oh god i better go find keanu and she was never seen again for the rest of the episode right so is louise is like karen acting like she's worried about louise and she actually knows but then karen's running around the square on boxing day asking everyone or getting she even gets billy to find out yeah, but if she, she could can be well, the plan, I don't know. It could be. I, I, you don't know, do you? All these people went missing. You don't know where they've been. That's it. It's everyone's gone one way. That's why she would wink at Karen to say, you know, here's the ring. Well, we the wink. wedding ring is a is a signal as if to say he's safe. He's fine. Yeah. This is the plan. Yeah. Know. So it's still going on. I mean, watch it back. If any any listeners, you obviously it's going to be on iPlayer now for what thirty days. I don't know how long it's on iPlayer. They do it for watch, a year now, don't they? Do they? Wow, lucky us. So, um, <laughs> watch back the episode when Louise gives the ring back to Karen and tell us if you think that mm. that was a knowing wink or not. Her hair's a bit fuzzy, so there might just be a bit of hair in her eye. Maybe it's 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 just it's it, not like an obvious wink. It's a very very, very subtle. subtle wink. It's an insanely subtle mm. wink. Not um, like Hunter when he used to. Oh wink. God, his wink. Oh, he's a prat. <laughs> but um, but Ben also winks at Louise when. He said, oh, I'll see you out, Jack. After she said, don't underestimate, I am, I'm not a weak, weak link. Mm. Ben winked at Louise behind Phil's back. But then maybe Ben was winking at Louise. <laughs> the word <laughs> wink. Maybe Ben winked at Louise just to kind of like comfort her and say, you know, it's, it's okay. All right. It's yeah. all going to be okay. And you're doing a good, you're doing a good job. We'll but, know next week. Well, we will, all this will be answered next week on, is it New Year's Day? The, New Year's Day, yeah. The retrospective the episode. Flashback. The flashback. It is. And obviously we have Sharon Tishmas. We need to talk a bit more about Sharon. Yeah, she got chucked it. on the floor by Phil. I know he really was quite heavy with mm. her, wasn't he? I mean, he's... I loved how they cut away. Tish was like, "No, I don't do fooling." <laughs> yeah. You cut away, and I'll place myself. Suppose you didn't get a stunt double for her. <laughs> I'd be Sharon stunt double. I'd suit a nice long blonde wing <laughs> and some black clothes. That'd I be mean, good. It, it doesn't show Phil in a great light, like pushing over this pregnant woman. Well, not, and not much. just that, he's also turned Sharon's son against her. Again, quite nastily, spitefully done mm, that. Stupid Dennis. I mean, Dennis, he's, he's got he's no either. spine, has he? He can't think for himself. He no. literally has to get everyone else to think for him. He's such a prat, Dennis. Mm. He really isn't. He's he's not a... Rickman. No, he is not a Rickman. Mm. Nor is he a Watts. No. And he's definitely not a Mitchell. I loved his line when he said, I'm a Mitchell now. And it's like, no, you're not. No, you're a Billy Mitchell, yeah, if anything. Proper are the runt of the Mitchell family. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I think he will always be seen that way too. He's just so... No. No, Dennis. Mm, no. It's such a shame, isn't he? Because mm. he's got such a cool legacy with Den and Dennis, his, his granddad and his dad. Mm. It's like, but he's such a meh. And all, all he cared about was Phil bought him a new bike for Christmas. Yeah. So Phil's his best mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Sharon had her berry on, which I was, you know, she did, even she, at her time of need. But she was supporting the um, EU. She's not a Brexiteer. <laughs> she's, she's a Remainer. But she normally, she's worn that berry at the last two funerals, I think. Which is, well, she was... wore it at Dr. Legg's funeral and um, Mel. Oh, so she's doing it in mourning that she's lost her son, her <laughs> husband, and no, any like... kind of financial life. <laughs> it's a bit much as well that Phil emptied her of a secret bank account. 
Mm. Like, that's not your money, Phil. It's not that secret bank account, is it? Well, they did log in, but it's a bit like, come on. Mm. It's and a bit out of order, mm. isn't it? But she's back in the Vic where she belongs. She's one step closer. She is, yeah, back, not back, owning Back in her old bedroom. Can you imagine if she backstabbed Linda and Mick, that the whole ruse was the plan. Basically, the whole plan was that uh, Phil and Sharon were going to get the, the Vic back. And the, 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 it all started with Shiano. Mm. And it was a really good moment on, right on the last episode where um, her and Shirley were having like a fight. Like, oh, in the background. <laughs> it, so I really did on Friday's episode with Lee and Tina and them all sitting on the bed together. But there was a part of me that, especially when they said this has been lasting for an hour now, mm. there's a part of me that just wanted to see that shootout between Shirley and Sharon. Right. Hopefully it's in the flashback. Well, I'm hoping, Two-hander. It's, I'm hoping it's an iPlayer exclusive and that they literally filmed oh, yeah. the scene. Or you saw the, or the, when they were in the recording studio doing the shout of one another. Mm. I'd love to know, like, it's hard to know exactly what they were saying, but like mm. there was they were throwing dirt at each other. Oh, it's brilliant. So, yeah, it would be interesting to see what they were saying for an hour. Mm. We'll never know. I mean, it is where where Shirley shines when she's just throwing shade at um, Sharon. Mm. I mean, they they just... Pat and Peggy, aren't they? Oh, yeah. They hate each other. They just hate each other. So you're saying they're like Peggy Peggy and Pat. So do you see them in like 10, 15 years time having an ice cream van? Yeah. Yeah, Getting drunk in an ice cream van and sharing a moment together. It could be from now on. This could be it. They had it out for an hour. Mm. Now they're going to see each other as allies. It's funny that um, Shirley doesn't seem to be making any kind of true beeline for phil either you think that when she doesn't really seem to have an opinion on it does she well she works for phil mm. and she she seems to know the gossip and the news in the fat within the family because a lot of people kept saying this week i was like oh shirley told me this and shirley told me that when they were talking about the mitchells you think that shirley would have made would have made more of a move toward phil i thought that you know i i you've always mm. thought that they they were Might more get, natural yeah. together she's giving him time to breathe isn't she oh, I respectful see. she doesn't want to be a rebound sharon's no rebound no especially to her no. Right, so we're going to go on and talk about Martin's part of the um, storyline now as well. So we had a little bit of history repeating itself this week. 17 years to the day nearly mm. of Jamie Mitchell's death. Mm. Caused by Martin hitting him in a car. Mm. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it wasn't Martin in the car this time. It was Tubbs. No, Martin was... was in the car, yeah, but he but was in driving. control of the car. Yeah. yeah, He was naughty Tubbs. He's not insured to drive that car. But also, it was the exact same situation as well. They were messing around on the radio, singing mm. their songs. Fools. Fools. When, when will they learn? And I love how Tubbs like, described this job as like the most dangerous, difficult job ever. But they seem to just park up, walk in, pick up some boxes and walk out <laughs> yeah. again. It was a heist, wasn't it? Well, apparently, it was a bit lame so could have done that on your own tubs i do love also how martin just went from being like mr the most evilest man in albert square to this one incident that brought the flashbacks of jamie all over again and he (laughs) Mm. was again and then he started begging ben for help and saying i'm a family man i'm a good person (laughs) it's like wow that was a turn martin Mm. but he's still got the darkness in him i think he's still got still pulses through his veins it won't leave him now no. this, this new martin and um obviously sonia who's been like the oracle of eastenders history the past few weeks she was like bringing up even more dirt and things in the past like she was mm. mentioning arthur and how what he'd think of martin he was sitting in his shed bringing up pauline showing him photos of them from 1985 Have, the original cast photos yep having print photos printed and given his gifts to martin <laughs> of his mum and dad holding him as a baby <laughs> I mean, Sonia would do a very good job as an EastEnders researcher. Mm. Some, you know, looking at the past and digging it up ready for well, the script. She knows writers. everything, doesn't she? She's very good. She's very good. She just—it's <laughs> because all she does all day is, or she used to, sit in and talk to Doc 
and Dot must have regaled her with oh, yeah, numerous stories about and the Dr. past. Leg. She talked yeah. to him on the podcast, didn't she? Yes, she did about his history and his past. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Sonia's a friend of the elderly, and when you're a friend of the elderly, you are going to hear some stories. You learn the history of Wolford <laughs> over many, many cups mm. of tea. Bless her. We're continuing the Martin and Sonia train because mm. Martin ended up going upstairs with her. A bit of nooky. Mm. Started on the sofa, Dot sofa. Not Dot's house has so much action in it, doesn't it? But, but not with Dot. <laughs> no, that we know of. <laughs> but that's true. She might be a dark horse herself. Yeah. Well, back in 86, um, Charlie wouldn't even sleep with her that one time, would he? Oh, no. In our house. I don't think she's ever done anything in that house. Well, isn't there doesn't isn't there a kind of indication that she kind of has only... Did it once with done, him, yeah. We had done it once with it. <laughs> no, but no. She must have done it more than once, though, because it's Nick, and then she had the child that they oh, bought yeah, it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Sonia yeah. knew that. <laughs> Dot told her. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they were... You know, it wasn't just like a, a thing that Martin was doing. He The next day he said he wasn't upset about it, that he did no. it. And yeah, so yeah. Sonia and Martin, are, they're on, but they're going to take it slow. Yeah, but he also snuck out of her room in the morning. In a vest. In a, in a vest. I haven't seen that vest in a while, <laughs> since he was at the allotment, a few probably, summers back. Probably best he keeps it on. <laughs> and uh, he snuck downstairs with a blanket and kind of tucked himself in so Bex wouldn't know the mm-hmm. what him Did you see how small that sofa was as well, compared to him? <laughs> like it barely fitted like his leg on it well you forget how tall martin is he's quite a tall lad um so yeah to little be... two-seater it's not good for his back no not at all his knees like and legs dangling over one end his mm. neck crooked and then the other end. obviously sonia being the founder of the nhs she mm-hmm. was thinking about martin's back so she thought i have a bed upstairs martin. oh yeah she was doing it for the health of him keep your spine keep your spine naturally <laughs> curved martin that's what sonia would say i'll be on top <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she was just thinking of him, that's all. Uh, Sonia. That's what she does. Just always giving. <laughs> but obviously the um flashbacks about Jamie was like haunting him in his sleep and things. Mm. And like Sonia had done some research into the man and shown him <laughs> through the glass to Martin. Like, here he is. Yeah. He is alive. But he's alive but on but, intensive yeah. care machine. <laughs> so in a funny way, Martin's not really won that one just yet. No, not looking good. Yeah. Well, I mean, supposedly Sonia wouldn't invite him to look at the man if he wasn't going to survive it. But mm. at the same time, it was kind of like Sonia could have just said, he's OK. You don't need to see him. But no, she was there. She, it's almost like a uh, public information video of what not to do when you've knocked <laughs> someone down in a fan. Mm. And I found it interesting that Sonia's like not telling the police. Like she's like, oh, keeping this secret for him, which is interesting for Sonia. I think because it will it would tear martin it might mm. make him even worse and it would destroy him um i think she's she's just only now seeing him building himself back up to the martin mm, that she loves kind of i mean she says some really she says something really sweet actually when she gives him the, the gift that we alluded to earlier yeah, I know when what you're she, gonna say yeah i honestly i thought it was such a there's been so many sweet moments i have to say this 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 week this christmas week of eastenders mm. um and one of them was when Sonia, martin said why are you being so kind to me why are you being so nice and she just turned to him and said you're my martin <laughs> Even though she's not. Why no, but... James Bye's not her, Martin. No, it's not. It's it's who's... James Alex something. I don't know what his name is. Alexandre Alexandre. Alexandre. (laughs) The other Martin. The other Martin. But But, um, but, but, it was very sweet. It was, wasn't it? And I'm sure, I'm sure that is a throwback of something Pauline would have said to martin at some point mm. again unless i went back through every single troll through all the episodes and looked for it but which we are doing which we are but, but look out for but, it but not specifically for this one <laughs> quote and i think that it's just such a such a wonderful line for me it just instantly hit me that sonia seems so na- never gotten over sonia him. yeah and sonia and martin i think will always end up together mm. they're, they're always... like pat and frank exactly like there's that's exactly it i think that 
as, as they always go their own different directions. But I think ultimately, in the end, if they're still on the soap in 30 years time, they will be married and they'll be, as you say, they're the Pat and Frank of... Mm. Or like the Phil and Sharon kind of, like... Oh no, Phil, Phil and Sharon, and Phil and Sharon always, do not need to be together. Yeah, they always circulate through each other, don't they? But they Even shouldn't be. They're not right for each other because they are just they they, they destroy each other. They are toxic yeah. for one another. Sonia's a nice girl. Sonia's Sonia supports Martin, and I think Martin Martin always wants to be the one. This is the thing, isn't it? Martin always wants to be the breadwinner, the the man of the house, and the one who supports the woman, mm, like Arthur. It like a Arthur, and he did it with Stacy, but Stacy kind of <laughs> Stacy kind of slated him. Yeah, it's slated. Pun intended, him. And I think Sonia would be receptive of it. But at the same time, Sonia is, you know, she can fight for herself as well. She's mm. been through she's enough. She's got Carol. She has, she's got the Carol in her. Mm. But So for me, I th- I like the Sonia and Martin and I want them to be together. And to be honest with you, Martin's already lied. So he's, already, he's already laid the seeds of no, yeah, their relationship. Matter, so he might as well just carry on and do it. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I won't say this lightly, but, you know... Just forget about Jean on this instance. I think Jean's wrong about this. Mm. I think she's been too protective of her daughter. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Stacey's found a new man at the school gates. Let them carry on and do their <laughs> thing. And let Martin and Sonia have their thing. Mm. I mean, you just said there's been loads of sweet moments this week. I just remembered we didn't talk about quite a sweet moment, which was when Sharon went to Ian's house for like when she was thrown out. Oh, and yeah. They had that little moment on the sofa and he said he wouldn't judge her. And she told him everything. And he was like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really nice moment because mm. we forget those two are friends. You forget them, and they've been so, through so much together. Mm. And she was there for him when um, the whole Lucy thing came out. So. Mm. And he yeah. kissed her, and Kathy decided to bring up uh, again, making Phil immediately think it was Ian who slept with Sharon. It's like, <laughs> oh, they they went out once together. <laughs> that, was, that was that's a reference. That's a reference. It, it, that was when she was doing her um, magazine quizzes. <laughs> Who's your ideal man? Oh yeah, eighty-five. She nearly had Calvin as well, didn't she? She did. Maybe Calvin's the dad. Who knows? He's busy doing Nickelodeon <laughs> in America. Um, the other part of this, obviously, Bex has made some life decisions. Mm. She's going back to uni next year and going to get a job. She is. <laughs> so we've got out of Bex, the blue. We've got Bex for another year, I guess, and then maybe well, it'll she'll be leave. nine months, won't it? Because she'll yeah. be back at university. Well, starting university in September. Mm. Unless she takes another gap year. There's no word on Dottie being at university. Isn't she meant to be a university student? I haven't seen that yet. Because uh, there was a hint that she's maybe a mechanic. Well, that's what I was going to say. Isn't she... She might be doing an apprenticeship of some sort. Maybe. But then if you're doing an apprenticeship, you should be with an, associated with a garage. Mm. Yeah, somewhere. But yeah, she, she, but again, this week she showed that she has that mechanical mind. Which was really random. She was fixing she was the car. She was going to fix Bex's car. Yeah, yeah. And um, she had like... Dot had a Christmas dress on, which she wears every Christmas. Yes. Um, but Dot had a little storyline at Christmas where money nearly got taken out of her account. £5,000. But didn't it get taken out? Or no, was it, it attempted? It, it, no, Sonia was like, it's only been attempted, Dottie. Okay. <laughs> Lucky Sonia was there. <laughs> so yes, the mystery of who'd been taking the money yeah, out of Dottie, Dot's account. Dottie um, obviously blamed Martin straight away because he wasn't there. So maybe is that going to be part of the flashback episode? We're going to see who tried to take £5,000 out? But, well, I did find it interesting that Sonia had also brought up this week that um, Martin's dad had stolen the Christmas money. So yeah. do you think that was a little kind of clue of that like, it was Martin who took the £5,000? Well, I hope not. He wouldn't steal from Dot, would he? He might do if he was helping Keanu run away. Hmm. Ah, that, <laughs> that made though, you think, no, that didn't was it? before that, wasn't it, I think? Well, no, it was around about On the, the same time. Line. Christmas Day is when they spotted the fraudulent activity. No, so... it was Christmas morning, I think. 
Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. So much of a blur. <laughs> it's um, all happening at once. But yeah, if it's not Martin, maybe people may think it's Dottie because Sonia said to her, You're, you are your father's daughter. Mm. I think it'd be too obvious it was Dottie. Stuart and Rainey were outraged too. So, mm, so it can't be them. I do love that Stuart genuinely loves that because Dot was the one who's kind of put him on the took straight path and mm. took him in and trusted him. And even though, again, she he tried to manipulate her, she saw the good in him. And it was her justification of basically ta- always taking her son nick in every again and again and again this time it worked out for her because mm. Stuart has ended up being a good apple i want can i quickly ask you about beck's relationship with martin because beck's obviously mental mind her, her mind state is being brought up again this week and uh sonia says you know we should be looking after beck's and not looking after you know not thinking about ourselves mm. do you think martin's doing a particularly a very good job at looking <laughs> after beck's because all he seems to do is these grand gestures like we'll take you to the cinema yeah this week, buys or, her things yeah, or, that's right mm, he never really shows much time like, it's always, I'll buy you this, and then he disappears. Yeah. Comes back, I'll buy you this. Like, even the present she bought him, he opened it, like, in the middle of the night on his own with Sonia. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So all she wants is just her dad there, but he's just not listening, is he? No. Hopefully... Just like his daddy, Arthur. He is more like Arthur, the more we get to know him recently. Yeah, see. But yeah, poor Bex. But again, they're not really showing us Bex. They're just showing, they're telling us about Bex rather than letting actually have scenes I wish they'd show I I agree with you as I said last week I wish they'd show her journey into her recovery to her suicide attempt earlier in the year and kudos again as I say to Dr Leg for seeing his dad in him when he visited the pub Mm. maybe it's someone on Dr Leg's estate trying to take the money out of Dot's account Maybe. Maybe it's Dr. Leg. Maybe he's faked his death as well. So many fake deaths no, going on around the square. I saw that on screen. It was mm. Dot. Dot's hand was mm. in that. Lovely. Right, so we're going to go on to a very special oh. speech. Yes. It's odd. Well, it's not odd. <laughs> so, um, in the UK, or if you live in the Commonwealth of the uh, United <laughs> Kingdom, you get the Queen's speech every Christmas. You mm. lucky, you lucky toads out there. So, um, we had the Queen's speech with Sharon and the Vic. We did, we did, we did. But we also had a special speech, the Christmas speech, the end of year speech from the one, the only, Halfway's Hat. Rest in peace. Talking about fairy tales, 
godmother Kathy had the first celebration of Wolford Bride, and it was a great night. My dad cried listening to M people. Tina actually pulled off something she was supposed to do for her job at the Albert, and Bernie had a storyline away from Mr. Murray, who also got into the spirit before suddenly having somewhere to be and leaving for good, never to be mentioned again, apart from that rather odd butt dial voicemail. My Auntie Rainy needed help, but luckily my Uncle Stu was her saviour and has looked after her, making them my favourites ever since. Sadly, my daddy hasn't had too much luck with love this year. He was almost married to Whitney, but came out instead. I was really proud of my dad for being his true self and cried in pain, remembering Chris with him. I liked Chris very much. When I watched Stepdad then tell Daddy Callum that he didn't love him, I was very upset and wanted very badly to be home for him. I hope that Ben finally takes better care of himself and to be with my Daddy again. <sighs> Finally, I wanted to convey my concerns that people aren't taking care of one another this year. Oracle Jean seems to have a keen eye on the welfare of Chantelle and spotted how unhappy she was. But I only wish Jean would finally see the truth and find her own happiness. Thank you for listening to my end of year speech. I'm off now because it's my turn to bring the snacks for the annual meet and greet for the new frequenters of the clouds. I have a hundred and fifty full of odd cases and cheesy tuna fillings to make, so I better go. Merry Tishmas, one and all, and have a happy new year. Thank you to Halfway's Hat for his speech. Hopefully next year he'll have his speech again. Summing up the year. Mm. Does it so well, doesn't he? He does. And don't forget, we do a summing up of the year too. Our review of the year, which will be out on the 15th of January. Yes. So keep... It's a special episode. It's not part of our main episode. It's extra. I haven't done one of them for a while. We haven't. So uh, look out for that in January. I will. You'll be in it. Oh, great. I expect, you to be, <laughs> I expect you to be part of it. Right, so continue our Christmas meals. We're at the Foxes now. They were also part of the Christmas celebrations, mm. which was nice. Where we had more of, like, Cherie's secrets about Isaac, mysterious Isaac. Yeah. And um, Amy overheard her, like, mention Isaac and spilled the tea to Denise when they were having a little chat. But, um, yeah, we still don't know who Isaac is, but Denise has, like, shooed Cherie away and Cherie seems to have done what she says. Well, Denise has put two and two together and made seven and just presumed that Isaac is a man that, sh- that mm. Cherie is having an She's affair with. She's a gold with. digger. Yeah. So, she, yeah, well she, her and Isaac have got this plan together where they're going to take all Patrick's money. I'm not sure how rich Patrick is. I mean, is there money for Patrick? I don't know, he just spent it on a salon, didn't he? Well, he, he didn't have any money because they couldn't afford they couldn't afford a, a sofa. It was threadbare, remember? And then he won... <laughs> he, the only oh, yeah, way... he won, like, 15000 on... On a horse race. Yeah. The only way Patrick ever seems to have money is when he bets on something... <laughs> 
and then just seems to just always win, like mm. do really well from it. But then gives it away on like a fool's errand every time. So when he won the money on the horse race, he gave it to uh, Mr. Murray. He gave it to Mr. Murray because mm, she Ted, to, yeah. to go and off to Mitch Australia and Mitch stole the money, which he still hasn't paid back. And then he sold his records and again gave <laughs> it to Denise to start a salon, which seems to be booming. Mm. Goodness knows how. And and again, so so it's not really the gold digging isn't with Patrick. Cherie should be starting having an affair with Denise because surely she's the one with the money. It's all in Patrick's name, isn't it? Like the salon is. Oh, so Denise is is. working for Patrick then? Yeah. Okay. Well, like, I don't know what that is, but I don't see how he can have that much money. No, I can't. Really? But like, to warrant him, to warrant this grand plan where she's like married to another man. Waiting for him to die. Waiting for him to die, yeah. Which could take years. Yeah, he's quite lively. Mm. Um, but I don't, that's not what Isaac is. It's, it's obviously not that at all. No. It's something else. But it's obviously just trying to work out what that is. Because um, when Denise confronted her, she said, oh, you've got another man. But like the way Cherie replied, she was like, yes, there is a man. But she didn't say not. Well, she didn't say a she relationship didn't what or, the relationship was yeah, with Yeah, she didn't say anything like that. Mm. And she kind of like was quite sad by the whole thing. And she kissed Patrick goodbye and just left. Yeah, she didn't fight, did she? She didn't kind of... There was nothing stopping her from telling the truth if it mm. wasn't anything, you know, wrong with her relationship with Isaac. So it seemed very strange that she just kind of admitted defeat and left. Mm. Like she didn't... It's like Isaac is a dirty little secret, but not what Denise believes him to be, which is yeah. obviously the so, husband or boyfriend. Any ideas what that might be? Who Isaac is? Why? I'm presuming he's like her son or something like that. But he's maybe he's involved with like something like being in prison or he's like got, got a past that Cherie doesn't really want that opened up. It's, it's, a, it's a side to her that she doesn't really mm. want a lot of people to know. But obviously because it's her son or her perhaps her cousin or something, someone who's family to her, she still feels like she has to support him. Mm. But it's still odd. wants to keep him at arm's It's leg. odd how she keeps saying like, oh, not yet. Not ready mm, yet. Mm. But that's what I mean. If it's someone who she wants to kind of gradually get Patrick and Denise to accept, then mm. perhaps he's he's someone who's got a past that she wants to just kind of make the blow much softer when he does appear. Well, maybe it's something to do with Denise. Like maybe she's saying not yet because she knows that she's not friends with Denise yet. Like mm. Maybe it's something like that. I don't know. It's hard to work out what it could be. I mean, Isaac could be a code. And maybe Isaac is um, Lucas or this the, Lucas's son or something like that. Somehow related to mm. that that side of. Or this. maybe he he's the family that have adopted her her and Phil's kid or something. Maybe I don't oh, know. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Never maybe Isaac that. is like his new name, like the person they adopted, the boy. I but yeah, know. but the kid wouldn't be old enough to want to. No, I mean to, to I make a mobile phone call. <laughs> no, but we don't know who she's talking to. We don't know who's talking to either. The, the foster parents of yeah. of the child. I don't know. I'm just trying to work out what it could be. Because I did it... have a theory that it could be because Cherie and Patrick apparently knew each other like years and years and years ago, didn't they? When they rekindled when he was on holiday, and that's why they got married. Yeah, but he's she's much younger than him, isn't she? Mm. So she must have been very young when Patrick first knew her. Yeah, but maybe she had a kid with him and he didn't know. Okay. Like that. Oh, another another Truman is yeah. on the mitt. Well, yeah, that could be true. That'd be mm. interesting. I have a theory. If that is true, I'm wondering if it could be they had she had a girl and she's actually transitioned to a man called Isaac, and All that's right. why she doesn't want to tell Patrick yet. I don't know. Something like that. Well, could because, be interesting. Well, she, she well not that she's ashamed of it. She's no, but she doesn't know how Patrick. Finds it would... difficult to re- yeah. Oh, how we'd react yeah. to it because that could be interesting for Patrick a storyline like that mm. I mean I was I was really interested in the fact that they gave Patrick such 
storyline. Well, a storyline, and it'll, yeah, it more was than good. one line. But over Christmas as well, which mm. is which is like the prime time for people. Like you put, you know, you throw the big stories in. So it was interesting they made the Patrick story a story that they want to keep as note for the next year for 2020. Mm. So it's obviously something they want to explore further. And it was sweet how he said like he obviously suffered quite. He was quite lonely. Mm. Like he said that was my last chance of happiness, and you've ruined it to Denise. Yeah, but he did forgive Denise in the end, mm. and um, after she... Lola. Well, no, she's like an eighty-year-old woman, Lola, sitting around. <laughs> she just goes to people one by giving one, giving people advice. She did it with Karen as well, didn't she? she went, oh, you, you know, I may be a Mitchell, but I'm also a mum. Mm. <laughs> yeah. All right, Lola, calm down. Yeah, she is in. She's like an elderly woman mm. with her fish and chips. <laughs> like she just bought her fish and chips. And she walked down the market with Patrick. But um, bless Denise. Denise said, you know, I'll look after you, Patrick. And um, I think Patrick felt a bit more reassured of that. I loved the uh, Truman Christmas dinner when Kim was on the laptop and uh, Patrick put cameo. The, was it Jack put the plate uh, put the potato on the plate in front of it was the baby chair as well wasn't yeah, it? It was they, a kid but I can't think who it would have been. A, Ricky maybe I think. Yeah, but, Ricky and Amy were there weren't they? Yeah and and the, the laptop was on the top of this baby chair this mm. high chair and she put the plate in front and Kim just literally off the, ca- off the screen camera put the fork forward and then brought it back and it had the potato on it. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant I loved it absolutely loved it she's loving her life in Scotland isn't she old Kim yep yep she's doing well up there Mm. she's coming well Spoiler alert, if anyone who doesn't know this, but she is coming back down soon, isn't she? Well, obviously. Back down she was south. on the screen, isn't she? Mm-hmm. It's good to see Kim again. I'm really pleased to see Kim again. I'm hoping that maybe some love for Kim. Maybe she's going to bring a man down with her. Perhaps maybe even a... Isaac. Well, that's what I was about to say. Perhaps even a gay man. Maybe Isaac is gay. Oh. And that's why Cherie wanted to kind of just maybe. bring Patrick. So if Patrick is that's Patrick's son. Oh, yeah. Because you don't know how Patrick would react, really. I don't, I don't think Patrick would mind, would he? I don't know. He seems like a rainbow flag Didn't flyer Didn't see him at Pride. Me. Well, he was busy. Well, he wasn't there, Pride. I don't think, was he? He was still away with Cherie, I think. Oh, Ted really? was at Pride. Ted was having a whale yeah, of a Ted time was, Pride. Patrick wasn't. <laughs> no. It says but, everything. No, I don't think I don't think there was any cruel intention behind it. No. Right, another storyline we're going to go on to is the Slaters, who basically had the storyline of the Vicar of Dibley Christmas special for <laughs> our elder viewers listening. Why are you? I remember that episode fondly. Exactly. Why... Elder viewers. How dare you? No, it's repeated at Christmas, so people should know it. But... It's repeated endlessly. It's on yeah. a loop on Christmas Day. <laughs> but they, they had enough of being barricaded in their house, so they thought, no, we're going to go... Well, they ran out of food as well. They had nothing to eat. They were just... Mo had pretty much cleared them out. Mm. Trish but... was doing push-ups. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Desperate. <laughs> yeah, he needed to get some exercise doing. They had um, no electricity. Mm. They had their electricity turned off. They didn't have an iPhone to play or watch television. Oh, yeah, that was it. Because she was like leaving a message for Daniel saying, my phone might die. Mm. They could have just went to Stacey's and her new fellas for Christmas, couldn't they? Yeah, they could have. That's why <laughs> Stacey didn't invite them. She's too busy with a new man. Um, So Kat went out to basically, her, Mo and Kush all went out to find someone to bring the herd in for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> And they ended up getting like three dinners, I think, in the end. It they was went three. to the Taylors. The Bills. The Bills. Who's the third one? Someone who Kush found. Can't remember who it was. I don't remember. I'll let you think about that while we carry on. <laughs> um but yeah, they basically just had loads of dinners and Yeah, they were, they hopped it, really. from one to the next, didn't they? Mm. They started off in the Vic. Perhaps it was the free drink in the Vic, the first one, or with Mick and Linda. Oh, maybe. Perhaps something like that. But yeah, and because the Panacea brothers had smoked them out essentially because they mm. turned off the electricity and they had nothing to eat or drink. But Karat was like really angry. He was like, "No, you do not do that to our tenants." No, Jags. no, not just Jags. Vinny as well. Vinny was <laughs> involved, Vinny. but it was Jags' idea, and Jags mm. was so pleased with himself, wasn't he? He was like, "Who guess what I did?" Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> nice one, Jags. Thumbs yeah, up. Because Karat obviously really feels for Jean. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing that was left, I'm maybe thinking for the um, flashback episode where he said, oh, Jean, just a minute. I wanted to say something to you. And then it cut away. And we didn't see Jean again. Oh, really? I, so I don't know. Is there something like he's going to say something about the house or Well, Well, he's already agreed now that they're going to be able to rent there without the hike as well. So there's mm. not going to be any price increase. I mean, it's miraculous how he's basically had this change of heart. It was, yeah. it was almost like they'd wrote a small plot for the Slaters just to remind you that they were still there. <laughs> I mean, because kind of... they had a nice Christmas for once, though. Like they had a great Christmas. Yeah, the finally, like, what a wonderful time. Yeah, I know. After last year, they needed some kind of happiness, mm. didn't they? Really. But I um, mean, yeah, the bills was nice. Nice and nice party. Kathy was loving it. Bill's party. Sherry. Oh, but Kathy was drinking all Christmas again, wasn't she? <laughs> I mean, she's really drinking. <laughs> she mm. old Kathy. I'm a bit worried about. Mm. Letting her air down. Playing Monopoly. Do you think they're playing EastEnders Monopoly? I very much hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy was like, I'll be myself. Yeah. I'll play the uh, sandwich from the uh, the Kathy. <laughs> what are the pieces on the uh, EastEnders Monopoly? I think it's like the dog doorstep. Oh, what, the one that... Hit Den. Yeah, yeah. Arthur's Bench. Okay, great. can't remember the other ones. The, the Queen Vic Bust, I think, is one. Okay. I can't remember. I know that they don't have um, houses and hotels. They have houses and market stalls. Oh, do they? Yeah. So I think the green, I think the houses are the market stalls and then the hotels are the houses. Mm. Something along those lines. Or pubs. Something like that, you know. Fun game. Mm. But um, that was the Slaters, really. They just had their happy Christmas. Mm. They were loving it. They got their house, paying the same rent. Bish bosh, job done. Panacea's yet again. Nothing. No. Not really anything to know. I quite liked Karat, actually, this episode for once. You know my feelings of Karat. <laughs> what, his sexy beard? Mm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to deny no, it. Yes, I nothing think else to say. Just... I think he's hot. <laughs> yes, what about his character? I, well, look, right, you, you think he Martin can do heart. no wrong because you think he's hot. <laughs> and yeah, Karat's shown he's got a kind heart. And mm. But even when he's not kind, he's a bit, you know, a bit mean and moody. Mm. And he loves Gene. He's a Gene fan. So. And he's a Gene fan. So him and I are on board with that mm. as well. I'm on board with Karat. <laughs> so the last storyline of the week is the Carters, the heart of the Vic. And um, one of my favourite scenes this week we had during the ball and chain meal. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? It was so good when she was getting, like, Linda was getting more and more drunk over Ruby. Because she was all, like, angry with her because she had to wear that outfit. Oh, the sexy Santa outfit. Yeah. And she agreed with Ruby that they both wear it. And Ruby was like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I mean, Ruby was a bit bitchy, wasn't she? When they invited her for the meal, when she said to Max, we'll just we'll come over, do it for an hour, and then leave again. We'll make mm. excuses. Oh, but Linda and Mick were the same, though. So they yeah. both didn't want to do it. Both couples were, like, not looking forward to it. But Linda particularly wasn't. And I loved the, the, the uh, camera work and the mm. cinematography of the whole scene when, as she got more and more progressively drunk, the uh, surroundings around her got more and more blurred and the lines mm. got more distorted. And you just focused on her. And the, the camera got closer and closer to her face and you focused on her just almost being more and more detached from the world that she's you know in and uh, making herself feel more isolated by her behavior i just loved it it was such a good scene mm. i love her face when she's drinking and she has that i'm getting drunk like there's something she does with her like she frowns funny but she, yeah. it's just it's just so good and the things she was saying was really horrible and mean oh so nasty to me wasn't catty, she and, yeah yeah but she was making a fool of herself at the same time but it was all about mm. her being a fool it was so well done do you think actors when they uh, audition for eastenders have to show like they can show drunk very well because every actor in eastenders <laughs> yeah, they plays drunk job, incredibly they? well mm. all of them do in mm. their own little way mm. yeah very good but um 
She went on like a bender and she collapsed on Christmas Day and lovely Lee turned up out of nowhere to yeah. welcome his mum home. Yeah, hi mum, I'm garden. back. <laughs> <laughs> Which was meant to be a surprise, wasn't it, by Mick for yeah. you know, homecoming. I think it was, Mick's plan was maybe she wouldn't drink if she saw her son there. Because mm. Linda is very much family orientated, as we yeah, learned at the end of the Lee. week. Yeah, exactly. And she likes having her family around her. And perhaps that's another thing that she's missing, that she doesn't have her sons or her daughter mm. near it's her it's amazing how much of a difference it made just having lee in that family unit mm. like it made the car to suddenly feel full again just having that one kid back in the house it's because it, without lee it feels so shirley tina mick and linda yeah like two separate pairs but having him plopped in it kind of brought the whole family it made them current again it made mm. them like they were the part of the fabric of the square again by having more of them mm. there it's nice to see him back old lee i like oh yeah i With stubble i would happily have lee back he looked good and and he's ready <laughs> he, no, again i sound such a pervert but he did look good he does look good yes his vegan diet mm. see it pays off and uh he just he i don't know he just for me, because it's like, you know, when you wash a sheet, so it gets a sheet or clothing, no. it's just hang with me here. When the clothes get dirty and dirty and dirtier, mm. and like it's like a character on EastEnders that sometimes so much happens to a character that it just gets so dirty that you can't see what it used to be, what the character was before. Mm. And so sometimes when you take them away or give that piece of clothing some wash... And they come back much cleaner, which is what Lee has become. You can now, you can, you can see him appreciate now, him. appreciate him of what he used to be from the ba- from the beginning again. And so he's ready for more stories. So if they were to bring Lee back, I think he's ready now to have more stories mm. because he's been able to be washed. Do you see what I mean? <laughs> I do. Yes, I do. Does I anyone get my analogy? Yes. But that's what I mean to say. So, it, you know, it was nice seeing Lee back. And I think that. Uh, he's not gone yet. He's still in more episodes. I'd like him to stay for a long time. I would. <laughs> yeah, well, he's just Give him filmed... a year contract. Yeah, that's what I'm should. saying. He keeps saying on Twitter, um, you'll be seeing lots of me soon. Wink, we're not saying what he's doing. So but, maybe he's back. But also, don't you think that we, everyone wants the Carters to stay in the Vic? But there's the danger that obviously Linda and Mick, it, it's going to be very difficult to keep them in the Vic, as we've discussed already, mm-hmm. because of Linda's alcoholism problem. So why doesn't Lee take over the Vic with Sophie. So they could... girlfriend. Yeah, they could become managers of the Vic and then Mick and Linda can take a back step and just go and move into maybe one of Jack's flats or something and live in there with Ollie. Do something. And let Lee and Sophie then be the new head of the square. So the Carters are still in the Vic, but Mick (laughs) and Linda... Carter Jr. Yeah, and Mick and Linda still have a hand in it, but not... But but, but it makes better sense because Linda can't drink so mm. she could... i could picture lee behind the bar actually mm. a bit danny dyer like young danny yeah, diary yeah really well, well because again he looks he's got the same eyes as danny dyer i've always thought that they've got mm. the same kind of brown twinkly eyes yeah so yeah and he's on really good terms with like everyone on the the actor i mean he's on yeah. good terms with everyone on the show mm. so yeah bring him back might yeah. as well bring back come out of dover no one wants to live in dover <laughs> no offense to dovians but um come down to the east end come back and uh yeah mm. take over the vic don't you think that would work out well? No, I can see Lee. Yeah, yeah I can see him. Because he looks like he's grown up since we last saw him. Mm. And he's a lot calmer. And he's like the carter who's come in and calms the house down. Mm. So, yeah, it's nice that he's done that. From when we last saw him when he was at such a low... Oh, he's just Point. awful. He's so sad. And he would. And also, it'd be nice for him to talk to Bex because they've both been on a road of mm. suicide and depression. I so... find it a shame that I don't, it doesn't look like he's going to share any scenes with Callum because of who Callum's off. So that's a bit of a shame because like, they've got the whole Carter history together. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But, you know, he has to come back. Give him a year contract. 
John Sen and Kate Oates, if you're listening... Yeah, he'll say yes. I'm sure he will. Give him a year contract. Of course he will. <laughs> if, 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 if someone knocked on my door yet tomorrow and said... we Not that I have any acting experience whatsoever, but said, do you want to do a year contract if he's... Hoi. Do you want to do... Well, in Jack's case. <laughs> Wee. Um, do you want to do a year contract if he's standards? I'll be like, yes, I do. Thank you very much. Where do I sign? So, of course, he'd, he'd if want... It, if you have a year contract, you can't do the podcast. We've learned that. Oh, no, that's true. Okay. Anyway, we're meant to be talking about Linda and her... her dis- she got drunk. She got drunk outside yeah. the argy-bargy. Yeah, with a bottle of gin that she stole from... <laughs> yeah, from the hospital. Which was a gift to someone in the hospital. <laughs> Christmas Day gift. Yeah, Merry gin. Christmas. Here's a litre of gin. <laughs> Joy. And then she went missing mm-hmm. from the argy-bargy um, until the next day where we saw her with blood on her shoe and she was very... Bags under her eyes. She was a bit dishreveled yeah. and upset oh, about things that Oh, she was heavily hungover. Yeah. Mm. And she'd obviously witnessed things that we don't know. Mm-hmm. So um, not much else to say, really, because we don't know what else well, she did. We won't know until the flashback episode. No. Everything leads to this blooming flashback episode. Mm. But it's exciting, isn't it? I'm so looking forward it to this is. flashback And episode. she hasn't drunk since then. Like, she nearly drinks. She said to Mick it's water, and it wasn't. And they had a little chat, but she and tipped she it tipped away. It away. Yeah. So. And, and, and uh, Ikra had ordered a wine for Ash, mm. but then she had to dash out quickly. And again, Linda looked at it, but... Didn't drink it. Presumably didn't drink it. And there was a brilliant scene when they're watching the Penguin documentary on their bed while Sharon and Shirley are having their slagging <laughs> yeah. match. And it was Tina, Mick, Linda and uh, Lee all sat on the bed together. And Lady Di. And Lady Di. Made and rare I, appearance. It was such a... It was so nice, as you said, it was so nice seeing this unit again. Mm. I mean, if Lee comes back, then shouldn't Nancy come back as well? And... Yeah, that means Tamwa has to come back. And again, you don't know what's they happening They just got married. Yeah, but this is EastEnders. <laughs> Something's happened. Yeah, I'd love to see her back. I love mm. um, Nancy, but she's in Holby or whatever. And, um, and Johnny, maybe. No. Recast. Kate <laughs> Reca- likes yeah, recast. recast Johnny. Not the, the first one will bring back the original, but not Johnny number two. <laughs> yeah, no, not him. Johnny two. <laughs> he looked an old granny, didn't he? The other one. He's a blooming gold jacket. It's like, how can we make money in the big? Oh, have a quiz night. <laughs> Nothing else to say to Linda because we don't know what happened to her. It's all secret. I'm so. sure we'll be talking a lot about Linda mm. next week. But very good of her drunk scenes. I liked them and I enjoyed them. Mm, me too. I'm just hoping that's not like them being like, that's the end of her alcohol storyline. Uh, no, I, I don't know. No. Like I say, there's I a, hope there is more. There's a long like, road they ahead. They just suddenly stop. Mm. But... The Bex effect. Let's hope it's not the Bex effect and they just forget mm. about her and then move on. <laughs> but there you go. We made it. That's the Christmas week. Extravaganza. <laughs> Extravaganza. I don't think we've missed anything. If we have, then tough. Well, but if we have, get in touch and we can talk to you. Um... We did like a live thing as well. So if everyone wants even more of us talking about it, we did a live thing on our Twitter. You can listen back to that. Oh, yeah. And uh, well, half an hour. Yeah. Well, talking about social media and messages and all that, I think it's time we have a bit of a gossip and uh, see yeah. who won the week. Finish the show. You know me, I ain't one to gossip. It's the end of the show and it's time for I Ain't One to Gossip and Who Won the Week, where we read out your tweets, your messages on Instagram and our Facebook group page and we have a look at stories that happened in the past. However, because it's Christmas week, Ben is going to do things a little bit differently as we mm. jump on board the <laughs> Ben train. Well, there's no point doing this time last year for this because it's Christmas week. We've done Everyone this time knows. last year though. 
Well, yes, but everyone knows what happens at Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I've got a video on YouTube instead. Yes. Which explores a certain Boxing Day in 1989. So go have a look at that if you want a little nostalgia kick. I very much recommend everyone does have a look at it because it's, it's just an outstanding episode. <laughs> and uh, Ben gives his unique commentary on it. So mm. definitely have a listen, well, watch on it on YouTube. All the details I'll say at the end of the show. Of course. Um, so birthdays and deaths, as you might imagine, it's quite the list for Christmas week. So I'm going to run through these very quickly. All right, birthdays. 25th December 1920, Nana Moon was born. Oh, the day of Jesus' birth. <laughs> 28th of December 1942, Pat Evans was born. So Pat's birthday. Mm. 25th of December 1983, Sean Slater was born. Sean? Christmas baby, apparently. And he's the same age as me. Mm, giving bits away there, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. uh, 25th of December 1985, uh, Nikki DeMarco was born. <laughs> the DeMarcos. Mm. Long, long forgotten. <laughs> 27th of December 1987, Dean Wicks was born. Dean. Dino, what's he up to? He needs a bit of a comeback, doesn't he? In to prison. ruin just no, it's not, he's out. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, he came out, didn't yeah. he? Oh he's he, he can come back and ruin Linda's life. I was life gonna a bit say more. that's gonna make Linda's <laughs> life worse. I bet they do as well. That's yeah. the kind of nasty thing they would do. <laughs> right. Twenty sixth of December nineteen eighty nine, Stephen Beale was born. Oh that's the episode where I review Boxing Day episode. Stephen Beale. Mm. Take away him. from us too young. 25th December 2015, Arthur Fowler Jr. was born. Gosh, okay. 29th December 2017, Abby Branning Jr. was born. Baby Branning, baby mm. Abby. Just when Abby died. Toddler Abby now. Yeah. Uh, 24th December 2018, Mika Fox Hubbard was born with the hands of Phil yep. in the Minute Mart. Again, what a, what a, what a difference a year makes. <laughs> Last year, Phil was contorting his face in all kinds yeah, of positions. all sorts of fun, wouldn't they? Yeah, and now he's angry as anything. Right, it's on to deaths now. Oh, good. Oh, <laughs> <Right>. good. <laughs> uh, 25th of December. A lot of these will be 25th of December. 25th of December 2002, Jamie Mitchell died. Yes, at the hands of Martin. 23rd of December 2004, Paul Truman died, allegedly off screen. Oh, yeah, he got in a taxi and then... Like a bit stabbed, or a, a bit like Vincent. Yeah, I was about to say, a bit like Vincent. You don't really know, you just presumed he has. Mm. Well, he had to identify his body later. So. Oh, so he's he definitely is but Vincent we don't really know no uh 25th December 2006 Pauline Fowler died oh in, in the garden yeah yep with the fruit bowl <laughs> uh 25th December 2009 Archie Mitchell died that's at right Stacy yep yep Stacy uh caused someone else's death indirectly too <laughs> or poor Bradley uh 25th December again mm. 2011 this time it's every other year it seems mm-hmm. um Yusuf Khan died that's when he died in the fire who was the original husband of Sue's wife oh Zainab. that's right that's right 25th December 2012 <laughs> Derek Branning died no one cares about him I know, I'm trying to think Derek He's Branning. like the ugly Branning brother. Who oh, liked... the one who slept with Cat. Yeah. Yeah. Who did Cat. Uh, 25th <laughs> of December 2015, Fat Boy died and got crushed in a car. He died over Christmas? Yeah, Christmas Day 2015, he got crushed. Oh, I always thought it was sad because you learned that Fat Boy didn't like enclosed spaces. So mm. not only did he die a horrific death, but he also died... Yeah, it was like 48 hours before that weren't great. Yeah. In, mm. in a panic state. Oh my God. Um, actually, my stomach turned mm. when you said that. But he might still be alive. Maybe Doc can bring it up. Where's my letters from Arthur? Yeah, he still gets letters, doesn't she? Well, no, because Arthur... Um... Vincent's dead now, allegedly. That would be... Ooh! Imagine if next year, when Kim returns... Well, they Doc. get a letter from Fatboy and yeah. Vincent's alive And so then. Vincent's still alive. Mm-hmm. Writers, give us 50 quid and we'll let you have that one. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. That was all the births and deaths of East Enders history over Christmas. Quite a few. Good night. <laughs> yes, and off. <laughs> 
Uh, right, so there's been there's been a couple of polls this week, so I'm going to storm through these. So the first poll we do, we do every year, and that is who won Christmas Day. So we ask you, of the four main soaps in the UK, mm-hmm. who had the best Christmas Day episode? Last year, only just EastEnders won, and then it was closely followed by Emmerdale, Coronation Street, and then we added... Hollyoaks didn't have one last year, so we did <laughs> Neighbours. What? Uh, Neighbours had a Christmas episode. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hollyoaks did this year, but it was but like really early, like two weeks early. <laughs> Because it's Hollyoaks. <laughs> but Hollyoaks did have one this year. And Seen we watched the New Year's it. episode of Hollyoaks already. Yeah, we have, haven't we? The yeah. flashback. There's another Flash flashback. Forward. Flash forward. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because they're, they're just showing you what happens forward. in the year. Lots of drugs, I found. Mm. Drugs and children. Evie and Jack and um, thingy there from EastEnders. Yeah, EastEnders have a lot to answer for <laughs> from this year. So anyway, so we asked you who won Christmas. Um, we... Obviously, we are an EastEnders podcast, but we try to make it as unbiased as we can by tweeting it. We tag people from different podcasts, um, including Conversation Street, which does a Conversation Street podcast, and also does soap magazines, and they retweet it on our behalf on their own page. So, although a lot of people might shout, you're an EastEnders podcast, so of course the result's going to be perhaps the way it's ended up. We do try our best to make it as unbiased as we can by releasing it when other soaps are out as well. Mm. I just want to, that's a disclaimer. I want to make that clear. So four soaps, Coronation Street, EastEnders, Emmerdale and Hollyoaks. I don't think you need to ask, but Hollyoaks. <laughs> no, sadly not. But they didn't come last. Oh, good. So in first position, who won Christmas Day this EastEnders, year? EastEnders, Tishmus, EastEnders this year, 62%. Ooh. So much greater majority this year. Coronation Street came second this year with 29%. Really? I saw that episode, it's not good. Well, a lot of people disagree with you. I've seen a Don't lot care. of positive things. <laughs> um, third place was Hollyoaks with 5%. Lovely. The New Year's was better. Mm. And then Emmerdale. Oh, last. Which, if anyone yeah. ICV's listening to this, we won't be very pleased to hear with 4%. It was a quiet Christmas at Emmerdale, though. I know. We watched bits of it, didn't we? And we were a bit like... Very dull. This is very... Yeah, this is much. Uh, a few comments based on our Who Won the Christmas Day Crown Soap poll. At EastEnders Fan 21 said, EastEnders for me was fantastic. Having more than one story makes it on the edge of your seat stuff. Mm-hmm. Good mix. At Soap Wiki John said, in my opinion, all four were solid, but EastEnders was the most epic and traditional of the bunch and made the most impact. Yes. At, yes. At Mac underscore that said, Cory is a million times better than EastEnders. It's not even close. EastEnders is just a lot of shouting. It is. But yeah, then, but if you actually <laughs> watched the Cory episode, it was awful. It was like the Hunter Siege one, but really done really bad. EastEnders have had like three Christmas episodes this year. The gun, Gunman mm. in the Vic, the Mail Crash and Christmas. Oh, also, I thought when you were saying free Christmas episodes, to be fair, the whole Christmas has been great. It was Christmas Day, Boxing Day mm. and last night and Christmas Eve, to be fair. It's and been New a good Year's week. is Christmas Day as well. So. Uh, oh, yeah. We've <laughs> yeah. got two Christmas Day episodes. If something's popular, why not ride it? That's what they say. <laughs> thank you. There was lots of other comments and um, thank you for everyone who voted. Um, we'll probably end up doing the same next year. So keep an eye out on the 25th of December 2020 mm. and you'll see a poll for that. So our main poll, who won the week for this week on EastEnders? There were four stories. As always, you can vote on our Twitter, Instagram and our Facebook group accounts. And the four stories were Sonia, Heels Martin. Oh, normally you react to these. Heels Martin. Yeah, heels here. Oh, heels. Oh, I see. With her hands. Healing her hands. Her gentle hands. NHS. And <laughs> her NHS Yeah, hands. I'd vote for that. Mitchell's Family Matters. Oh, yeah, obviously. Grey's Vowed Out. No. Do you like that? I was quite pleased with that one. Found out, vowed out. Mm. The fact that I have to explain them isn't good. Uh, and Cherie's Christmas Leave. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, good. Uh, th- thanks for permission. Okay, so this time we'll do them in reverse order. So what do you think came last? Grey and Chantal. Correct. With 5% of the vote. Third? Cherie. 
correct with 7% of the vote. Second place. Very low. Sonia Hills. Yes, with 10% of the vote. So an out and out winner, Mitchell Family Matters, won with 78% of the vote, (laughs) which is a good sign because it means it was a story that people invested in and so people enjoyed and liked the the best of a bad bunch. I disagree. I think it was (laughs) the best of a very good bunch. It was very good. Lots of really strong stories. Hey, you know what? We had lots of comments. Do you want to hear some? Yes. You're quick. I'm always quick. You know that. <laughs> on Twitter. Martin's on... not. No, no. He lasts all night. Yeah, till dawn broke. <laughs> and, you know, the nights have been dark up until about <laughs> 7.30. So, yeah, good for him. At E Kitchener 97 said, I, ca- I still can't get over Louise's twist. I really wasn't expecting that. But I was expecting her to forgive Keanu and just leave with him. I'm also shocked by Dennis turning on Sharon as well. Looking forward to the flashback episode on New Year's. No, Dennis is an idiot. Who would turn on Sharon, eh, if she was your mum? I wouldn't. Oh. I'd love her. On our Facebook group, Tamlin Steele said, I can't cope. Think the murder was staged and that Keanu and Lou will eventually run away to Portugal. Mm, theory. We like a theory, don't we? Ali Knack. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. I'm appalled by Ben's continued daddy's issues, as if this situation will make Phil respect him more. Callum is totally better off without Ben. That's a, that's a strong opinion, that Callum and Ben shouldn't be together. Mm, I'm fine for it at the moment, actually. Yeah. But eventually go back together. But like I say, Callum needs his hoe time. Hoe time. Ace, Ace Avery on our Facebook said, Stephen McFadden and Letitia Dean confrontation scene was pure gold. They need more scenes like that. Mm, it was good. Three exclamation marks. They they obviously love doing them as well. Like oh, yeah. Two, so. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can Just tell them more. they're having fun doing those scenes. They like you can tell they like doing scenes together. Also, when they're happy, because whenever they're doing the scenes, when he's like smacking her on the bum and taking her upstairs, mm. like the, the cries of <laughs> ecstasy. On our Twitter, at Creative Muffin said, "A little bit of a letdown for me, but I'm assuming after Christmas Day's super explosive episode, they're holding the big stuff for the flashback episode to see what happens from others' perspective." Mm. I agree. Like, the, like Friday episode, you were, you could tell they were eking out ready for new year's aren't they mm. at yasmin a four six five eight zero one three zero find her on twitter she'll be appreciate the like uh it says about time shirley was given a proper storyline she's just always hanging around not doing much at all she's always had that sharp tongue yeah i didn't like that when she was really horrible to sharon and linda in like the same sentence mm. it's like all right shirley yeah, she never down. used to be that i don't know there's just nothing to it at the moment is there she yeah. just says her line and the things she had with Jean were nice. Perhaps they need to bring that back. Mm. Or like you said about her and Sharon maybe becoming a, a friendship mm. group. Amanda Layton said on our YouTube. That's right. I'm getting comments from YouTube now. Mm. Callum had a lucky escape from Ben after what he did on Christmas Day. That's right. He's yeah. a good boy. He's a good boy. Sophie Martin has said, I think Patrick's being silly blaming Denise. I would have thought personally that he would have had more belief in her. Yeah, he was very quick, but he just didn't want to believe Sharika could leave him, did he? So. No. He didn't want to believe because he's going to be lonely, does he? Lonely guy. Lonely at Christmas. Easy target for those salesmen that come to your door and try to sell you one of those seats that help you stand up. Uh, and finally, Hannah Jow said that she hated it. What? It. Everything. The well, whole, everything? Yeah, the whole lot. She didn't like Christmas. Well, even Tish Dean. <laughs> Just it. It, as in encompassing the whole of Christmas. Hated. Mm, how rude. Well, everyone's entitled to an opinion. <laughs> And also, if you want to know any of information or just find a kind of like a main central station place to find us, just go to www.wolfordweekly.com.
www.wolfordweekly.com. There's all the links on there to everything. So yeah, just go to wolfordweekly.com and you can find all our links yeah. on our Facebook, our Twitter and our Instagram everything. and our YouTube. The whole kick of Boodle is all on there. So, so that's you know, easier for that's a safe from there. now on. Yeah, just do that. So from now on, I'll just say just go to wolfordweekly.com yeah. and find us there. And you can easy. also find our merch store there, which has Ballum exclusive merch. And I do believe there might be a discount for the new year, but don't hold me on that because I haven't double checked that just yet. So if you buy th- merch, Ballum get back together. So I hear. Mm. Every like, every like gets Balan, gets so Balan closer fairy. together. <laughs> yeah, Balan fairy come back together. So uh, hope you guys have had a great Christmas. Can't wait for you guys to listen to us again in the new year. Have a good one. Thank you for listening. Yeah, Merry Christmas, and that's it. Goodbye. I'm gonna go to the Argy Bargy. <laughs>